This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special Baptist Messenger podcast episode. So thrilled to be with friends here and share incredible testimony what God's done. I'm Brian Hobbs, your host, and joined with many of you know Laura Perry, or now Laura Perry Smaltz, and her husband, Perry Smaltz. Welcome, y'all. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, so God's done an amazing thing bringing you together uh, in marriage, and we want to sort of talk about all the great things he's done. Our listeners will remember your your prior episode, Laura, where you came on and shared your incredible testimony about where God had brought you. And uh, for, just for context, uh, we'll, we'll share that, you know, through your life, you'd you might just share a little bit of the, sure. the context and remind everyone, then we'll go from there and hear from y'all. So I was I was raised in the Christian church, and uh, we were one of those families where we at church every time the door was open, but I really didn't know Jesus. Um, and in high school, I got into a lot of rebellion. I didn't like myself. I, You know, I'd had difficult relationships with um, my mom, my sister, women growing up. Didn't feel like I fit in. Just felt so different from other girls. And uh, But in high school and college, I got into a lot of bad relationships, and I began to feel like I had no value or worth as a female. So I decided uh, that I was going to become a man when I was 25 and begin to take hormones, and I had surgeries and lived that way for about nine years. But I found it to be so fake, so empty, um, didn't resolve any of the problems. and But it was still too painful to be a woman, so I was just going to be a man of God. Um, but the Lord was pursuing me that whole time. And I hadn't wanted God, but my parents were praying. Other people were praying. And God pursued me. And uh, it, um, about seven years in, I just got radically saved. The Lord just intervened in my life um, and really began to show me who he was, that he was good, that he was trustworthy, that he wasn't this angry, judgmental, um, this harsh God that I'd grown up under or that I, the perception mm-hmm. that I'd had grown up. And so I was just on fire for Jesus and thought I would be a man of God, but he didn't leave me there, and he began to draw me out. And so um, about a little over six years ago, um, I just really surrendered it all, walked away from that lifestyle. And I honestly thought I would be miserable the rest of my life. I knew the Lord was asking me to leave it all, but I had no hope of transformation. I didn't understand the healing that God could bring. But over the years, as God peeled away the layers, as I began to forgive my mom, my sister, um, other people that had hurt me, um, and not that any of this was their fault, you know, I've learned we're, we're all sinners raising other sinners. We're in a broken world cursed by sin, you know. But as I began to forgive and to let go of all the bitterness and resentment, God began to heal me. And more and more over the years, I began to embrace and love being a woman. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I can remember— uh, probably a little more than a year when uh, that happened in your life, you were. We sat down and had an interview and talked about just what God was doing, and it, it seemed like it was one of those not even knowing what's happening next, but just day by day trying to walk with Him. And now, fast forward a few years, and you've been speaking and sharing your testimony, and God brings a new person in your life. And I, th- I thought you could each share how. Kind of you arrived at that point of meeting each other and and uh, now to where we are today. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. I um, When I first left the lifestyle, I, I didn't want to be single. I was afraid to be single because I had had 
I'd never been secure in myself. But the Lord kept wanting me to surrender that, to be secure in just having my identity in Christ and not found in a man. So he took me through this season of really laying that down. And I finally got to a point about a year before I met him where I was like, you know what? I don't need to be married. This is great. I just love being with the Lord. And I don't think I'm going to get married. Um, But I said, Lord, if I can serve you better married, then I pray for a husband. But if not, I'll, I'll be single the rest of my life. But I really asked the Lord to bring me whoever he wanted for me. So I began to really, I just had this feeling that God did have a husband for me at one point. And so I, I just said, God, I want whoever you want for me. Yeah. And I've just been amazed. I, I had really low expectations of God because I didn't feel like I deserved somebody good because of what I'd been through. Um, or I didn't think I deserved. I don't know. I, I don't know what I was really expecting, but I, I didn't. I think I thought that it was somebody I was just going to have to learn to love you know, <laughs> or somebody that had been from a similar background, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, but God brought me this incredible man here that um, he's a bivocational music minister. You know, he'd never been in this kind of lifestyle. And I've just been amazed, though, that the good fit that I that I think we are for each other. That's awesome. Perry, you might share a little bit about your yourself and, and what brought you up to this point and meeting Laura and getting married, if you would. Sure. We Neither one of us had dated for about six years. And um, we got to the point where um, it was okay if we were single. You know, I don't. You're not ready to date if uh, you have to have somebody in your life. When you get to the point where Jesus is enough, mm-hmm. if he's when he becomes sufficient for you, then you're about ready to date. And that's where we were. And uh, it was about the. It was pretty much the first month after we had dated, we knew that the Lord was drawing us together. So it was an amazing thing. You just know that you know. I had dated, I mean, I had not dated for six years, but I had been involved in about three different singles groups. Mm. And I made lots of friends, and I still have a lot of friends there. But nothing really clicked until I met Laura. Mm. And what really attracted me to her was the, of course, she's beautiful. But look, she's very joyful. Yes. And the presence of the Lord is in her. Uh, I was attracted to that presence, the joy of the Lord that just emanates from her. Her desire to please the Lord, to, to, to obey the Lord, to, to do ministry, to build the kingdom. So um, we both have that in common. That, that's, very, that's very attractive to me. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And what was on your heart, Laura, as this started to develop? And Yeah, I, um, like I said, I, I didn't expect. I, I really think I thought God would somebody, because I had this vision of what God would bring me, you know, somebody that had really understood, had the, had the same background. I'd heard of a couple of other couples that both had the same background. Um, so I kept thinking when I first met him, I was like, well, this can't be from the Lord, <laughs> you know. And uh, at first we decided not to date and we were just hanging out as friends. And he had me over with a couple of my friends, made dinner for me. Um, and we just got to know each other as friends. But I um, but I was so attracted to, you know, his love for the Lord and just his personality. And we just had so much fun. I hadn't had that kind of fun in a long time um, with a really godly man. Um, but yeah, when we started dating, it was it was so hard to be patient in the journey because mm-hmm. we knew so early on. 
And I was like, okay, but it's not like we can get married two months in, you know. So okay. I think there, it was hard for me to be patient because I was so excited and I could see that God was bringing this. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been an exciting journey. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, to think about, you know, each of you coming from different life experiences and backgrounds and God showing you so much and then brings you together. Just congratulations. And Thank that's you. That's just wonderful. So this this topic and, you know, the word transgender is, is really out there a lot. And so many, you know, communities and families are increasingly affected by it. Laura, you might talk about some of the ministry work you've done in this arena since uh, the the turnaround and what God's done in your life. What are, what are you seeing and experiencing with that? Yeah, I, I work for a ministry uh, here in Oklahoma City called First Stone Ministries, and um, we help people that have struggled with any kind of sexual and relational brokenness. It's it's open to a wide variety of things. A lot of people that come there aren't necessarily struggling with LGBT backgrounds, mm-hmm. but but some are. Um, and we help um, those that are struggling with those identities and desires. But we also help a lot of parents as well. We have a lot of hurting parents that come to us. And that's actually been the majority of um, people I've worked with is trying to help parents navigate this pain and really getting them refocused on the Lord is kind of my heart. Um, and so I, I love to, to work with parents. And I think it's it's been so incredible now to, to be on this journey with him mm-hmm. And um, I, he's given me, because I think when I came out of the, the lifestyle and then I was in the church and I came to First Stone and I thought I was completely healed and I was in a lot of ways. I had, God had um, healed me a lot and I didn't have desires to be a man anymore. So I thought, well, I'm really healed now, but I didn't know there was still so much pain from all the sexual sin. Even before I transitioned, I was in, for years was in a lot of sexual sin. And so as we begin to date, um, I really begin to, a lot of fears and anxieties begin to come mm. out and a lot of brokenness from the past. And I remember at one point, because uh, God has just used him to bring a lot more healing, I think. Mm. And um, one thing I remember him, I, I just, I kept saying to him, he would say things and I'd say, I'm sorry, I, you've got to understand I had, this is how I was treated in the past. And for years I had so many guys saying these things to me and treating me this way and using and abusing me. And he would say, have I not shown you that I desire you? Have I not shown you that I love you? And I, I finally realized that I had to stop looking at him through the lens of my past. And I had to choose to trust him and so God has really been using him to, to bring a lot of healing. And it's such a reflection of the gospel and how God um, begins to reveal himself to us and how we have, to, we have to stop looking at God through the lies we believed in the past and start choosing to believe his word, choosing to believe the things he's revealed to us. And I, I think that's been really powerful for me. Mm-hmm. And certainly it takes courage uh, for, for each of you, for both of you to, to share in the way you do. And you've been spoken at some events and shared testimony. Uh, Perry, what's God done in your heart just as, as all this has unfolded? I, I, know, I know you shared with how you came together, but what are some things he's taught you? You know, uh, it just is a testimony to how the Lord has redeemed her life. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people ask, well, did you have any problems with her past life? No, um, because she is 
the person that she once was no longer exists. You know, when she asked Christ into her heart, um, she became a new person. Yes. And her old life is gone, and a new life has begun. And, yes. and uh, isn't that wonderful that our, God's grace is greater than our, our worst sin? And um, so I think sometimes we don't like people that have a different sin than we have. Hmm. And it makes people uncomfortable. But God's grace is, is for all of us, whether mm -hmm. we've sinned big or little. And uh, it's just uh, a wonderful testimony that, uh, yeah. that brings God glory. Amen. Amen. And Perry, you serve in the local church. You, you have a, a wonderful music and pastoral and ministerial ministry, and we appreciate you as well. And so you all kind of are a ministry team, you know, as you go, as you go about it. And uh, so what would you say, someone's listening to this, they're, they're discouraged, they're, they have someone in their family going through some of this. What would you want them, Laura, to hear today from you uh, along these lines? Well, if I was talking to the the family members, I want them to know, first of all, to never, ever give up on your prayers. Yeah. I know people were praying for me. And in fact, not only did God answer their prayers, and he was answering their prayers the whole time. I think we think sometimes that if we pray and we pray enough, God will eventually say, okay, and, you know— um, and there, there is that story that Jesus tells about the persistent widow. Yeah. But I look back, God was actually answering their prayers the whole time. There were ways that he was intervening, dreams he was giving me. And so God was these steps all along the way. And so God may not reveal it for a long time. My parents didn't realize that for at least seven years. And then my parents were confused why I was still living as trans. But God was still working on me. And like they... Uh, the ladies in my mom's Bible study used to pray that I would have a ravenous hunger for the Word. I'm like, you have no idea how much God answered that prayer. I was so hungry for the Word. I was listening to it for hours a day in some form of some kind of Bible study or audio Bible or something. And so I just—and when I came home, I think because of the church had been praying for me, and they saw this radical transformation. Revival hit the church shortly after I'd come home, and it wasn't just me, obviously, but— you know, it, it stirred the church, and it, I think it increased their faith, and they saw just this miracle unfolding. I mean, we were all stunned because, like I said earlier, I didn't have any hope of transformation. I, I just thought, well, I'm just going to kind of grip my teeth and bear it the rest of my life and be miserable until I get to heaven. I knew I had to obey the Lord, but I didn't understand the healing that he could bring. And so that's the other thing for, um, for anyone out there listening um, who struggled with this area— or any kind of um, sin that you feel like you can't get out of, um, that the Lord is able to deliver. But I think we think um, that it's some kind of external thing that God can just download to us or that he can just cut out and take away. But the reason that we have sinful desires is because of sin that's in the heart. Jesus said these things flow out of the heart. Mm -hmm. uh, most people that are dealing with um, sexual sin, um, especially with gender identity or um, sexual orientation, as they call it, um, and orientation, by the way, just means the direction you're pointed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the Lord can heal these things, but a lot of times it's out of jealousy, um, envy of others, um, comparing yourself to others, um, a lot of bitterness, unforgiveness, and these things often lead to these desires. So if those things are never dealt with, if you're still fantasizing, if you're still, um, there's a lot of things that can go into this. 
So you really need help. So reach out to First Stone Ministries. Um, we can help or we can, um, if you're out of this area, we can maybe connect you with a local ministry. But we've got lots of good resources. The other thing I wanted to say to parents, um, not only don't give up on your prayers, but seek the Lord for your own selves. Don't let the trial, the storm in your life get you off track. Because it's if we're focused on the problem, then we're going to get further and further away from the Lord. But if we keep our eyes on Him, if we pursue Jesus, He's going to give us peace in the midst of the storm, the joy, and all the things that we're needing, and He will do a miraculous work in us. My um, my parents were so transformed during this whole experience while yeah. I was living as trans. They were transformed, and that's ultimately, that's at least part of what brought me to Christ. That's powerful. You know, as I was pondering uh, having this conversation today, I thought we've transgender to transform to true love. I mean, how he brought y'all together. Yeah. And, you know, something Perry said earlier about coming to that point about of patience, of being of, of Jesus is enough. There's a lot of people out there uh, who enter relationships out of a sense of impatience or settling. And, uh, you know, what, what would you want those people to know, you know, as they seek out Mr. or Mrs. Wright, you know, how, how can God use that patience and his timing? Well, it really worked out for us, didn't yes, it? Yes, yes. We did it the right way. We, uh, you know, we dated uh, with purity. Right. And um, so we have no uh, regrets for that at all. The Lord's way is much better than what anything that we can figure out. Because uh, we've tried it that way a few times, haven't right. we? I think everybody has. But uh, the Lord's way will will never let you down. He may be slow. He might not be as fast as you wish he would yeah. would be. Yeah. But he's always on time, and his ways are, are much higher than our ways. So I would say don't settle. Don't settle for less than God's best. That's right. Good. That's awesome. Good. Thank you. Well, this has been a great uh, conversation today. Is there anything else, uh, Laura, that you'd want people to think about or know or pray for you? And just as you as you go about your ministry and marriage, uh, anything along those lines, how we could pray or? Yeah, just uh, be praying for, for us as a couple. We know, I mean, the, the enemy hates marriage, um, but I think certainly would would love to divide us and especially, you know, people that are where God has really used marriage as part of the testimony, I think, um, kind of a target. Um, but also just this, this ministry is not always popular because people want to believe that they're born that way, that they can't change. Cause if you believe you're created that way, it gives you an excuse and you can say, well, I can't help it. Um, and so there's a lot of people that don't like this ministry, but at the same time, there's, there's great joy in knowing that, um, that the truth is on our side, that there really is freedom. And so um, just be praying for uh, for courage, but also um, just, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, not to grow weary, sometimes mm. bearing people's mm -hmm. burdens. And I talk to lots yeah. of people that are in so much pain. And there's days it's hard to answer those emails or take those phone calls because I feel the burdens. Um, so yeah, just, just pray for um, the Lord to make those burdens light. Absolutely. Well, y'all, thank you for coming on and sharing your testimony. Thank you for your courage to share. And uh, we'll, we'll continue to follow what God's doing. And 
Go to baptistmester.com to see those previous interviews, uh, Laura and her parents and other just powerful stuff. God bless y'all and congratulations again. Thank you so much. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.